Hello, and welcome to the Sister Struggles Podcast. My name is Joanna Jama at Sister Struggles Podcast and at Sister Struggles LLC on IG. And this is my podcast where I dig deeper into redefining self-care as a way for you to listen to your intuition, your needs, create better self-care habits and mindsets that serve you and not the roles you've been given. Then you can free yourself from burnout, people-pleasing, and toxic relationships. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to new episodes. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sister Struggles. In today's episode, I want to talk about why we wait until things are like really, really bad, like where we're really, really drowning uh, before we ask for help, before we allow anybody to help us. And so what actually got me thinking about this topic, funny enough, is that listening to a podcast and somebody had wrote in a funny story about how they were in a car and it was like a freak accident, but basically they were about to be run over by a car. Instead of asking for help, they just sat there and waited until they literally got run over. Um, it was either a choice between like their arm or their leg that was getting run over instead of being like, hey, can you stop the car for a second? Because I think it was like a car that was uh, didn't have its handbrake in the driveway. And it's just so funny because the first thought would be like, hey, can you stop the car? Can I have some help? Hey, I'm about to be run over. But no, instead, I'm just going to accept that this is happening. And I think that that's a really great example of what we, a lot of us do. And especially um, as black women, we wait until the last resort or the very last second when we are near death almost, uh, metaphorically, before we ask for help, even if, and sometimes we don't even do that. For me, I feel like in my life, I've been afraid to show emotions and be vulnerable and just let people know I need help because, of course, I don't want people to know I need help. That's really what it comes down to. You're worried about what other people think about you. But who is that really helping? Because at the end of the day, I have now personally like adopted a new belief, which is that it's a lot more courageous and it's actually a sign of strength for you to speak up for your needs because then you're really being honest. And I also like to think about it like, When people ask you, hey, how are you doing today? I feel like, what is the most common answer? Good, I'm fine, but how often do we really tell the truth? How often do we actually say, you know what, I'm actually struggling today. And for me, before, it was just a lot easier to say I'm good, I'm fine, because I didn't want to dive into the, the whole... I didn't want to dive too deep into what was going on with me because one, I wasn't sure that person really truly cared, so I really didn't want to waste my time. Or two... I really don't want to talk about it. But when you hold that in, it hurts nobody but you. And then it's going to end up coming out and manifesting in some sort of way. And I found that to be true in my own life. And really, it also left me isolating myself on purpose. So the people that were like knocking on my door like, hey, I know that you're not doing very well. How can I help you? I was shutting them out and not giving them a chance to even help me. And so that's what happens. If you don't allow people to help you, then you never know who you can really trust to be there for you and support you. And I think that's the whole point of friendships and relationships is that that person is somebody that you rely on when you're not only when times are, you know, great, but also especially when times are not great and you need somebody to lean on. I honestly think it has a lot to do with society, of course. You know, that's what I always say, because this is the uh, system that we've been that we're built in, the matrix, I like to call it, you know, we have to somehow make it even when the narrative is actually hurting us. And so the pressure, like hustle culture, wanting to hustle and grind and be successful and never quit, 
I think that that's the recipe that created to feel success or to feel happy and to be successful. But as a black woman, I feel like it's even more reinforced to be superwoman, which really means that you're doing everything for everyone. You're not looking at your own needs. You're not acknowledging your own needs. And it's really because of fear from others because they also live in the same system. And a lot of us have adopted the value system of society, which is what I said before, hustle and grind to be successful. And if you ever quit, then you're a failure. But what's your value system? I really think that after 2020 and, you know, kind of this awakening in consciousness, people have started to ask themselves what they want and started to make more of their own needs a priority. And so I ask you, what is it that you want in your life? Is this something that you want to continue where you're just always exhausted and you never lean on people around you? Because in my opinion, that doesn't sound sustainable. That's not, that's not very realistic. Because honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably exhausted and burnt out and you probably just answered your own question. So what I really want to harp on with this is, uh, if it feels like it's too much, then sis, it's probably too much because you need to allow yourself to validate your own emotions and your own needs without asking other people or pulling other people and really just relying on the opinions of others. You have to trust yourself that you know what you need, because when you continue to ignore all of the inner cries for help, um, that's not helping anybody and especially not helping yourself. So don't wait until you're barely making it to ask for help. Like I said, society pushes the complete opposite value system. But as we've learned these days, you don't have to do that. People are quitting their jobs, quitting their careers, me included, and doing something completely different that they've ever done because what's more important to them right now? things that matter to them, their own needs. Um, Life is too short to continue to live a life that is not really your own, a role that you're just playing instead of really being an actual player in your life and being excited about things that you're doing in your life instead of just waking up every day fulfilling obligations and responsibilities. Because to me, that sounds hella boring, and that's what I got tired of doing. So now I want to share with you guys some things that inspired me this week. Um, I, Like I tell you all the time, I consume a lot of content through podcasts and videos, and just my social media is just full of um, just a lot of things that I love to post. And especially if you follow me on Instagram on Sister Struggles LLC, I post a lot of stories about my very, very, very <laughs> Aries moon opinion um, of just what's going on because I just feel like shit's crazy right now. Um, so I have to address, I'm just going to get it out of the way. I'm going to address the slap. I feel like that's what everybody's calling it right now, which is hilarious. But um, my personal opinion, I'm just going to keep it brief, honestly. Um, it was, first of all, sad to see because I know that Will and Chris are you know, friends, or at least from what the media tells us or puts out there for us. Um, and so it was just hard to see that publicly. And then on like a quote unquote formal stage or whatever. And so that was sad to see, like just in general, but I also really think that what was really hurting. And that's something I also am seeing a lot on social media that behind that slap, if you zoom in and look at his eyes, like he's like quivering, his eyes are red, that he's trying to hold back tears because anger is a secondary emotion, honestly. And so there's something behind that. And I just feel like he'll be, he's going to protect Jada at all costs. And I a hundred percent agree, protect black women. But um, what we've now learned is that Chris, you know, he claims he did not know that Jada had alopecia and yada, 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 whatever. But regardless of that, um, I think that Will could have handled that situation a lot differently. 
I wouldn't have gone up and publicly hit somebody just because that's not, I mean, as much as I would want to and have, you know, really, really wanted to in the past, but I feel like I know that that's not Will, what Will probably wanted to do, uh, or I just feel like that's not what he wanted to do. Um, but I mean, I think I had every reason to be mad. I'd be pissed too. Jada's been going through a journey. It took a lot for her to shave her head, and I think it's beautiful. I think it's absolutely beautiful, and she's a stunning anyway. And regardless of the way she looks, like it doesn't matter. Like she's amazing. Um, so she can any woman, regardless of whether you're a celebrity or not, can do whatever you want with your hair, and especially a black woman can especially do what you want with your hair, and nobody needs to say shit about it. So that's it from that. I'm just gonna leave that where that is. Another thing that I um, came across, I was listening to The Breakfast Club, and uh, Kamala Harris has a new book, and she has a few books out, but this one's supposed to be, like, groundbreaking because it's uh, about her path to the White House, and but specifically about experiences she had just feeling disrespected by, like, White House staffers and just, you know, people, inter- even interns, which I was like, I'd be like, bitch, you better not say nothing to me. I am vice president. Like, you better recognize but anyway, it's just, it was just crazy to me, just like kind of hearing how she said that she was having these experiences where she felt disrespected, but she could not really convey them to other people. And I was like, I feel that. I felt that so many ways where I can't really explain to people how I'm being treated differently. And it looks like it's you just complaining about nothing. Um, and that's been my life in so many different ways. And that's also, I think that, you know, specifically a problem, particularly a problem that black women have to deal with all the time. And I feel like it's like sexual harassment. You can't really, like, it's really hard to be like, oh, he was looking at me weird. How are you going to explain somebody's eyes? (laughs) So it's just kind of a shitty situation. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Also, of course, I can't not address judge, judge, capital, all caps, Katanji Brown Jackson, just watching the way she was questioned in court when she's already got all the credentials. She's got everything she needs. She's proven that she deserves to be there. And she'll, she still had to deal with all this bullshit. And it's exactly like what Kamala Harris was saying. Like, all of these nuances of just having these questions asked to her that one had nothing to do with her credentials. And she kept <laughs> she kept going, I'm sorry, I don't know how to answer that because that has nothing to do with me. And it's just... I mean, people are saying it had some sort of, um, it was, it was like a revenge because of, um, who's that, who's that guy? Who's that guy, that white, white man judge that raped somebody. Let's just call him that. I mean, he doesn't even deserve a name and blackface. Um, but anyway, he, they're saying that it's just, oh, Judge Kavanaugh. They're just rem- they're just trying to say that that is some sort of revenge for what Judge Kavanaugh had to deal with. And I was like, the difference here is Judge Kavanaugh actually did something terrible. And there's proof, multiple things that are terrible, and there's proof of it. But Judge Katanji didn't do anything but just try to be there and try to be a judge. Like, literally has nothing bad on her name. You know how it is. They're just mad. They're just going to make it. They're going to make everything hard for us, um, especially in these times because we're coming up. So... That's my uh, take on that. On a more positive note, I did also come across an amazing podcast called Dropping Gems, and it's led by um, 
I believe her name is Debbie Brown. I'm going to have to, I'll put that in the show notes um, so that you guys know, can know for sure. But I was listening to a specific episode called Healing Black Bodies by Resma Menikin. And I've heard about him often um, through The Breakfast Club and just the multiple books that he's written where he talks and addresses specifically genetic trauma, the effects on trauma on the human body and the relationships in the black family, society, and just how to heal from them and how to get away from what, again, what I said from the top of the show what society has been pushing for us and particularly particularly the types of narratives they push on black people in this country. Also, I don't know if anybody else is looking out for this. I'm looking out for Lizzo's new show. I think it's called I think it's called Look Out for the Big Girls, something like that. And I believe it's on Amazon Prime, which I got rid of and now I'm gonna have to get. Um, also shout out to Atlanta, back on Hulu after fifteen years <laughs> of waiting. But I'm back on that. Um, and I think that's all I got for you guys. Just want to throw out, remind you that I have free coaching available. We can sit down and talk 30 minutes, quick Zoom call. We can schedule it out. I actually have a link where you can actually schedule it. Um, get your name on the wait list. I'll respond to you immediately and we can get talking about some of the issues you're struggling with, especially if you felt this episode. Uh, you can take a self-care quiz that I also have on the website at sisterstruggles.com. Uh, that will really get kind of the juices flowing if you're really not sure, like what kind, not necessarily what kind of self care, but just kind of how you want to start addressing your needs. If you feel like, you know, you you've gone along, you've spent your whole life not listening to it, and it's something that you're wanting to start addressing. So just know I'm here for you. So let's go and get going with that. You can also find me on Sister Struggles LLC on Instagram and Facebook, the usuals. So thanks for listening. Thank you guys again for tuning in to an episode of Sister Struggles. So please rate, review, subscribe, and just let me know what you think. And I would love to hear what you guys would love to hear on future episodes. Look out for new episodes every Sunday.